So as I turn on the mic to start the podcast, I took a look at the calendar behind me, and there are two things that grab my attention right away. One, that it's March 2018, which I find almost impossible to believe. And second, that with this podcast, it is officially the start of our fourth season. From our studios here in New Haven, Vermont, I want to welcome you to the first Bruce and Hobbs radio podcast of 2018. If you're new to the show, I'm Bruce, in theory anyway, the voice behind the program, and to my right is Hobbs, the canine star of the show, and more importantly, my best friend. Hobby, how are you? That's fantastic. This podcast is one we put together for people just like yourself who love animals, care about their welfare, and want to make the world better for them. The show is all about animals all the time, and we are happy to be with you again. First and foremost, happy 2018. And if you've heard of us before and have been a regular subscriber or follower, welcome back. And if this is the first time you've heard or downloaded the show, thanks for listening and checking out the podcast. The show is about animals and our goal to help you learn more about them, become informed, And if you have animals in your life, to become the best pet parent possible. On our national show, we spotlight people and the organizations who help animals, and we share those stories with the world. We get a lot of feedback and input about the show, and that's what makes it so special. Your thoughts, comments, suggestions. Connect with us on the web at bruceandhobbs.com, on Facebook at Bruce and Hobbs, your two best buddies, on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, or get our newsletter with the show link attached by emailing us at info at bruceandhobbs.com. And if you're listening to this show, the odds are that you already care deeply about animals, and for that, I'm grateful. I love doing this show for you and with you and bringing you the stories about rescues, organizations, and animal-related issues and topics. Honestly, I don't think we'll ever run out of things to talk about on the show because there are so many possible topics and guests. One of the common themes on this podcast, which is critical to animal welfare in general, is animal rescue. And if you're not familiar with rescue and how it works, I've done it for almost 30 years, and it is at once two things. The most rewarding endeavor in my mind that a person can take part of, and at the same time, it can be one of the most disheartening experiences that a person can have. I will say this, though. Personally, although I always try to look on the positive side, animal rescue can take a lot out of you. It's not easy to do, and as I've said many times, there is a cost to doing rescue. Personal, emotional, and physical. Trying to stay on the positive side, though, there are many amazing rescues who, more often than not, accomplish the seemingly impossible, saving lives and pulling animals from harm when all seems lost. And in my mind, those people are the real heroes of the animal welfare and rescue movement. We're fortunate to have one of those heroes with us on the show this month. His name is Wendell Morse, the vice president of All-American Dachshund Rescue, a Tennessee-based group that specializes in saving dogs from around the country and placing them into forever loving homes. Wendell and his organization have seen it all, from the lows of cruelty, abuse, and neglect to the soaring highs of placing a doxy in his or her forever home. This man is a passionate advocate for animals, especially dachshunds. Along with his organization, he has done it all, including the very transports themselves, and we have a lot to discuss with him. Wendell, thanks for being our first guest of 2018. Hey, thank you for having us. Appreciate the opportunity to come in here and talk about All-American Dachshund Rescue. Tell us about the organization. What's it about? So we were founded in 2004. We are a dachshund rescue. We're 100% volunteer people that get together that have common interest in dachshunds and saving them and make sure they get good homes. We have 36 foster homes right now and a 10-member board. 
So if you had to sum up what the mission of your organization is, what would you say it is? Our mission would be to save dachshunds that were in need, get them their loving home that they deserve. Once in our care, every dachshund is given a thorough health screening by a veterinarian. They're spayed or neutered if they need to be. A complete dental is given, extractions if needed. Tested for heartworm, brought up to date on all shots and immunizations and heartworm prevention. Microchipped and then placed on prescription diets if they're overweight. Do you have a base of operations and what area of the country do you cover? We're based in Tennessee, just south of Nashville. We really cover the whole East Coast, everything east of the Mississippi River. This might be kind of a silly question, but when I think of Tennessee, I don't usually think of dachshunds. Is there any reason you selected that breed? Our president, Diane, she's the founder of AEDR. She had dachshunds growing up, and it was always near and dear to her heart. Dachshunds seemed to be dumped a lot, and there weren't rescues for them in the South. So when she decided to start the rescue, dachshunds were the lucky recipient. Our guest on this month's Bruce and Hobbs radio podcast is Wendell Morse with All-American Dachshund Rescue. Wendell, the dogs that you help, where do most of them come from and what are some of the conditions you find them in? So most all of our dogs come from the southern states, uh, whether it be Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, North Carolina. Those are the primary states. We do have the capability of pulling from other states, too. We'll see a dachshund in a shelter or on Craigslist or something like that. So we are able to pull them, get them into our rescue. The most commonly seen is owner surrenders and puppy mills. We tend to get seniors from the shelters. They're the ones that need the extra medical attention or just too old to adopt out to the customer base that they're dealing with daily. Any guess as to how many animals you help a year? We just did a report at the end of the year, and uh, we did just over 250 last year in 2017. I'm not an expert on that subject, but that seems like a lot. It is a lot. It seems to be uh, you know a lot of puppy mills, those kind of things down south. It's never-ending. That's why our slogan is, help one until there are none. Our guest on this month's Bruce and Hobbs radio podcast is Wendell Morse with All-American Dachshund Rescue. If you missed it earlier in the podcast, Wendell is the vice president. So, Wendell, let's talk about what it's like to have a dachshund as an animal companion. What are your thoughts on this? I wouldn't have any other breed. Dachshunds, they're loyal. They're fierce and loving. Many times they are a one-person dog. They aren't always the best family dog, but I couldn't see myself with another dog. It's funny, thinking back, I used to have a Rottweiler, and my wife had Dachshunds, and she was always like, I want to get another Dachshund. I'm like, no, I don't want a small dog. Well, all of a sudden, one day, she said, let's foster. So I'm like, okay, let's foster Dachshunds. And those two Dachshunds, Benny and Curly, just grabbed my heart, and that was 2013, so starting my fifth year being around Dachshunds. I have always thought of each animal as an individual with different personality traits and characteristics. But to generalize, Wendell, in your opinion, what type of person is a dachshund a good fit for? Definitely confident and strong-willed, outgoing, energetic. Dachshunds need exercise. If they don't get exercise, there's a good chance they could get fat. And uh, fat dachshunds are unhealthy dachshund because of their backs. Most importantly, though, I think the person needs to be the alpha. That dachshund needs to know that that person is the pack leader. Otherwise, there is a good opportunity for that dog to be mischievous and tear things up. And unfortunately, that's why we see a lot of them as owner surrenders. People just see them as a cute, lovable dog, don't know what they're getting into, and then find out that maybe that wasn't the best dog for their home and back into rescue they get turned You know, I find it interesting that you say that because my family has had dachshunds for almost 50 years. And one of the things that I've learned in having the breed is a dachshund is not the type of dog you can just decide to have. You need to do some research. 
Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. Research is key. They're awesome animals, but they're not for everybody. In terms of the dogs that All-American Docs and Rescue helps, is abuse an issue you run into a lot? Yes, but not so much physical abuse. Since we're exposed to so much puppy mill, I look at it as emotional abuse for those dogs. Those puppy mill dogs never had the opportunity to be a puppy themselves. Like my dog Dash, he never really learned how to play with toys, you know, never really understood that human contact is good and how to love. So I look at it as emotional abuse when we see those dogs come in and they're scared and their tails tucked between their legs and they just don't understand things that other dogs do. Earlier today, I was on your website, allamericandocsandrescue.org, and it's a great website, a lot of information there. Some of the dogs have stories on there, and I was reading about a dog named Dyson. What is his story? I'm glad you asked about him. Dyson is in Tennessee, and he leaves tomorrow on his journey north, and he is going to be my foster. So he's got a two-day trip ahead of him, and I pick him up on Sunday, along with another one, Liberty. So his story, he was dumped in an overnight box at a mid-Alabama shelter. He and four other dachshund puppies, all of them had mange. It was a non-contagious mange, but they were all mostly bald. Since growing his hair back, all signs of the mange have been taken care of with the medicine and the medicated baths he's been on, and he's doing great. So the good news is that at some point he'll be available for adoption? Yeah, probably 10 days or so. I should know more about him, get his bio written up, and get some good pictures of him. And he should be on our website in about 10 days. So if someone wants to adopt a dog like Dyson from All-American Docs and Rescue, how does that happen? First thing is they would go to our website. On the left-hand side of our website, there will be, so you want to adopt. There's a lot of information on there to read before you submit an application. We go over those different things that we already talked about of what kind of person should adopt and what should you be looking for in a dog. But if that fits you, click the adopt now and there's an application process. That application would be reviewed by our intake folks. If you pass that initial intake review, the foster parents of that dog will get your application, work that application, contact your vet. We do a lot of references, vet reference, two personal references. Then we go into a home visit stage where we make sure that you're the perfect home for that. And if approved, we get that dog to you. Our guest on this month's Bruce and Hobbs radio podcast is Wendell Morse with All-American Docs and Rescue. Wendell, you mentioned foster families. What do they do and what's that all about? We have 35, I believe it is, foster homes right now. They are people that have a love for dachshunds. They want to open their home to dachshunds in need. They have a huge heart. So once that dog is completely vetted and ready to go, they're sent out to these foster homes. And the foster families are the ones that do all the work for us. They do the application review. They contact the applicants, the vets, the personal references. And they really give that dachshund all the love. And oftentimes they're the first loving arms that that dachshund has actually been in 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 its entire life. You also mentioned home visits. What takes place in one of those? Up until that point, Everything's been done either via email or phone conversations or those things. This is our opportunity for a volunteer to get into a home, meet the applicant face-to-face and their entire family. During this home visit, everybody that lives in the home, to include two-legged and four-legged, have to be present so that we can kind of see how everybody interacts, make sure everybody's on board with adopting this dog, and make sure that the home is safe for the animal. Many of our dogs need fenced-in yards. It's our opportunity to inspect that fenced-in yard, make sure it will hold a a dachshund, because as we all know, they love to dig and burrow and 
maybe a plastic fence isn't the best choice. So that's our first opportunity to make sure that this animal is going to have a nice, safe home. So organizations like All-American Docks and Rescue, which travel, they do these visits, they do all these things to make sure that these animals, which in some cases have started with pretty rough situations, have good lives. That doesn't come without resources. And I'm wondering if people can make donations to the organization. Absolutely. Right on our website, there's a PayPal donation link. We ask people to go there. That's the easiest place. Some people do mail-in checks. There's a address there, how to contact us and where to mail checks to. We do throw fundraisers periodically throughout the year. We have two online auctions that we do. We have matching donation weeks. We'll do it usually right around Christmas and around Valentine's Day, where if you'd make a donation, we have a group of people that put together resources and will match your donation. And we also have reoccurring donations, which are very helpful because if somebody wants to donate $10 this month, they can click reoccurring and it'll be $10 every month. And yes, I know a lot of people say, you know, $120, but $120 really, really helps. Anything we can get donated helps. Well, we've got a little surprise for you, Wendell. Bruce and Hobbs, we're going to be teaming up with AADR to donate money from the sales of our book, Hobbs Goes Home. Anytime that somebody buys our book on our website, bruceandhobbs.com, and uses the code AADR in the donation code, we're going to donate 100% of the profits from that book sale to your rescue. I hope that'll help a little bit. Absolutely. Anything helps, and that would be great. If people want to learn more about All-American Docks and Rescue or perhaps would like to speak with you, where can people get in touch with you? Again, the best place is right there on our website. We do have a link, contact us, or they can email us at allamericandoxandrescue at gmail.com. Our website is allamericandoxandrescue.org, and there's a contact button there. Our guest this week has been Wendell Morse, the vice president of All American Docks and Rescue. They do great things. And Wendell, thanks for joining us on the show. Hey, thank you very much. I certainly appreciate it. With Positive Pet News, I'm Gail Parmalee for the Bruce and Hobbs podcast, and here's what's been happening in the world of pets. Canine Veterans Day is celebrated on March 13th, which is the date that the U.S. Army Canine Corps was founded in 1942. It's a chance for us to honor the four-legged heroes that help serve our armed forces and keep our troops safe. Canine handlers in the military can tell you how dedicated these dogs are to doing their jobs and protecting the members of their teams. Puppies that are learning to become guide dogs sat through a practice performance recently by the Reno Philharmonic Orchestra as part of their training. The 25 pups are being taught to ignore distractions and stay comfortable in different scenarios. The unfamiliar sounds of tambourines, drums, and trumpets are all sounds puppies aren't normally exposed to, so the orchestra is a perfect training ground. The Labrador puppies are being fostered by the Eyes for Tomorrow Puppy Club, a group that helps with socialization for the pups until they are old enough to be trained by the national organization. So how did this group of puppies do in their training recently? Well, they all passed. And there's a Pennsylvania organization that's helping reintegrate shelter pups back into society by training them to be police dogs. 
It's called the Throwaway Dogs Project. Their mission is to repurpose, train, and relocate unique dogs to positively impact our communities. If you would like to learn more about this organization, just start with a visit to throwawaydogsproject.com. And that's Positive Pet News. Join the conversation anytime and share your pet-related stories with us at bruceandhobbs.com. For the Bruce and Hobbs Podcast, I'm Gail Parmalee. The boys are back. Bruce and Hobbs, your two best buddies following Gail Parmalee and Positive Pet News. Have to say that even though we're in March 2018, our school visits just keep on coming, no matter the time of year that it seems to be. And if you'd like us to visit your school, your business, or organization, you can get in touch with us. Our Hobbs Goes Home tour remains busy. People across the country are talking about this book and what it's doing to help kids and animals. Educators, child welfare advocates, politicians, teachers, parents, and the kids themselves have called Hobbs Goes Home one of the most important children's books ever written. It's our true story, and you'll love it. You can get your copy by visiting our website, bruceandhobbs.com, or by going to Amazon. But that's going to do it for this month's podcast and next month more on the world of animals and the information to help you become more informed and hopefully the best pet parent possible. Get in touch with us anytime through our website, bruceandhobbs.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or subscribe to Bruce and Hobbs Radio for free on iTunes. You can also get the show mailed to you free by sending us a message at info at bruceandhobbs.com. Want to thank Wendell Morse from All American Docks and Rescue for being our guest and we need to thank the people who put the show together and make it go our producer gail parmley our associate producer and content development director tammy zeman and of course my little buddy hobbs hobby and i hope the rest of your month is fantastic and that you will always keep in mind that one person through their actions can change the world we hope you'll be one of those people and give more animals like hobbs a second chance enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch you next time